Hey guys, it's time for another Society 9 podcast. It's Lynn and Megan from Society 9. Um, we're super excited because we have one of our brand ambassadors with us today, Kayla Rocco. She is training down in Florida at American Top Team, and she literally just finished a training session and is catching up with us today. Um, Kayla has such an interesting story and journey from where she went starting out with boxing and now segueing into MMA and training with some of the best in the world. Um, so I don't want to take her away uh, from her own story in her own words, but Kayla, we're so excited to have you with us. Um, we'd love for you to share with us how, how you even got started with boxing and where it's taking you to today. Um, and we'll just go from there. All right. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and share my story. Uh, so let's see where it all started. Um, so I'm working in New Hampshire. I actually got fired from a job. Uh, I just graduated college, so got fired from a job, moved back home. Uh, I was broke. I, I really had no direction, didn't know what to do. Found my way into a boxing gym, um, and, and it really sort of changed my life from there since. So I boxed for about two and a half years. Uh, I kind of jumped from gym to gym. I, I was sort of looking for a home, uh, you know, had trouble finding it. Um, you know, I was having trouble finding a coach to really take me seriously as a female. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as many people know, it, it, females are sort of, you know, put on the back burner in this sport. You know, it's kind of like a man's world. So I worked really, really hard, um, kind of had trouble finding that attention that I felt I needed to, um, you know, really make my dreams come true. I I wanted to compete at the highest level. I didn't want to just box. I wanted to box to be the best. You know, I wanted to be a world champion. So I was sort of bouncing from gym to gym, looking, looking for uh, the right home to, you know, be able to take it to the next level. So I was boxing in Reading. Reading, Pennsylvania is where I'm from, uh, the city of Reading, PA. And nice. I was Megan actually is from Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, yeah, state. cool, cool. <laughs> I'm on the other side of the state, the cooler yeah. side. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, we call we soda, soda, not pop. So. <laughs> I don't actually, I feel like I say soda pop. So, oh, you say that. both. Yeah, okay, so, so that, maybe so that's you, from all the you're time cool, in Philly. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Reading is about an hour, hour and a half from Philly. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm. Boxing in Reading, um, you know, I was working full time, trying to do my thing. I, I, I sort of felt like I was beating a dead horse, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was working really, really hard, but I wasn't really getting anywhere. I mean, mm-hmm. I, was, I was improving, but it was so hard to find fights. Um, you know, I wasn't really competing. I was kind of just training my butt off, you know, and, mm-hmm. and wasn't really sure what was going to happen next. So... That leads into the next part of my story. Um, so I actually quit my full-time job, and I decided I wanted to focus more time on training, and I was really trying to, again, find that home, find, find the place I wanted to go to, uh, you know, really take it to the next level. I decided to um, that I wanted to move to New York City uh, mm-hmm. and train with a specific trainer in the Bronx, um, who who has a lot of experience training females, and that was my plan. That, that's what I was set out to do. So I, f- I found a one-bedroom apartment in the Bronx. Um, I was like, I'm, I'm going to do, do what it takes, you know. Mm-hmm. No matter how many people told me it was a stupid idea, that's I amazing. didn't really care. 
So I was actually four days away from moving to New York uh, when I sort of got this opportunity of a lifetime. Um, and I'll tell you how it happened. I, I uh, went to go visit a trainer in Jersey. He's a friend of mine and a trainer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he posted this video of me doing some pad work. Mm-hmm. And the right person saw it. Um, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with Dean Thomas. Mm-hmm. Dean Thomas, he's a head coach at American Top Team headquarters. Yeah. He's also um, co-host of Dana White's show, Looking for a Fight. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. awesome. So, you know, I knew this guy was a big deal, and he, he actually commented on my video. Um, he commented uh, yes. on my video, and, and he said... That's how we came together, too. I know. <laughs> really? See? Look at that. Yeah. Isn't that yeah. crazy how things happen? I, I saw you from from a long time ago, my dear. So you did, you. Dean commented. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, Dean commented... It was nothing crazy. He said, she's proper. That's what he yeah. said. <laughs> So <laughs> I actually called my friend who's a huge MMA fan and mm-hmm. I was like, guess who just commented on my picture or on my video? I said, Dean Thomas. And he was like, what? He got so excited. That's awesome. <laughs> I'll never forget. I was actually in Walmart at the time buying things to go to New York. Like I was That's really getting nice. ready to move to New York. <laughs> That's crazy. And my friend tells me, he's like, you need to say something to him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what the heck am I supposed to say? You know? Yeah. I realize I'm about to move. I don't even fight MMA. Like I don't even train MMA. Yeah. What am I supposed to say? And he was like, message him and just sell yourself and look for an opportunity to go down there, visit, train with them. He was like, you realize that's one of the best MMA gyms in the entire world. And I'm like, you know, why not? So I yeah. did. I, you know, I, I messaged him. I figured I really have nothing to lose. Why not? Um, and as I'm having this conversation with Dean, he says, so when do you want to come visit? That's so cool. <laughs> that's sick. And I said, I'll be there in three weeks. And that's kind of how it all started. That is so wild. So, um, so I postponed my trip to New York. And I mm-hmm. said, well, I guess, you know, for the next three weeks, I'm going to get ready to, you know, go train with these girls and just go from there and make a decision from there. And that's what I did. That's, that's crazy. I, I love it stories really, like that. Yeah, it is crazy. It really is. Honestly, that, every single day I, I have to remind myself where I'm at, how I got here, and just keep pushing forward. It's, I mean, it's all just from, you know, knowing what you're passionate about and being willing yeah. to take that chance, I think. And it's so interesting because obviously much different, but when I, was, when I was rowing, I had a similar situation like that happen. I was training down in Austin, Texas, and... I went to this race in New York, New Jersey, and mm-hmm. did really well at the race, and I had a Olympic coach say, well, what are you doing between now and trials? And I was wow. like, I don't know, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm training, and he was like, yeah. come to D.C., and within, oh, I'm not wow. kidding you, within, I think it was 72 hours, I had driven my Volkswagen Beetle with a boat on top mm-hmm. of it from Austin, Texas to Washington, D.C., That is awesome. to D.C., so that's, and I, that's so cool. And whenever I tell people stories like that, they're like, "That's that's absolutely fucking crazy." And I was like, "I guess, I guess at the time, I didn't." I really still think it's crazy. <laughs> like she's told me that story two or three times. I'm literally picturing her doing this. I'm like, "You're nuts." I, I remember I I put my I 
came off the water. The coach talked to me. I put my boat down. My parents came up to me, and they're like, how'd the race go? And I was like, I think I just got invited to train with an Olympic coach. And oh my they were gosh. like, okay, well, what what do you need to do? And my mom and I bought tickets for her to fly down to Austin, and we drove my little my little beetle to D.C. And I don't know, but, you know, it's funny because I think uh, people do. They think they think leaps of faith like that are crazy, but I bet yeah. you didn't even think about it. You just saw an opportunity, and you were like, you didn't, you just kind of went for it, didn't you? It's so true. I mean, I, I'm so. I think you do have to be kind of crazy to do this sort of thing, period. I mean, I I think you have to be kind of crazy to like this sport and to want to compete in it. Uh, And I think you have to be kind of crazy to be successful. Mm. And I I remember telling my family that a lot because, I mean, fighting is like a different world. You know, people don't really get it. They don't really understand what it takes. And I would tell them... um, you know, th- this is what it takes. It takes falling down on your face, getting back up, moving here, mm-hmm. moving there, trying to figure out what's best for you. It takes being broke, quitting jobs, uh, you know, taking chances in-, in order to find the right place, you know? And, and now I'm surrounded by the best team I-, I could ever imagine. I mean, I never imagined I would be in this spot. But, yeah. you know, it- it's all from just not quitting. It, that really yeah. is what it is. I, I could have quit so many times, but, you know, that that's what brought me here is just per- perseverance and, and believing in my journey even when other people think you're crazy. <laughs> well, I think it's a really inspiring thing, like what you went through, which sounds almost like a like serendipitous, right? Like you being mm-hmm. discovered by Dean, you know, having yeah. an opportunity to train with ATT. I mean... And the, the funny part is, like, your whole journey didn't get started until, like, a crazy life experience happened, which was, like, you know, you said yeah. you had gotten fired from a job or whatever, mm-hmm. and you weren't sure where to go. And I think there's a lot of um, a lot of women in our community who are stuck in different ways. They either maybe are stuck in their fitness journey or they're stuck in mm-hmm. their career or they're just not really sure what what um, where to go. And so, like, can you channel yourself back in that moment where like you got fired and you were just like what like how do I sort of re-empower myself or reinvigorate myself um like can you take us back to that time and share what it felt like and how you came to that realization of like I really think I can do something like this it's tough um you know I definitely remember the feeling because I I do try to take myself back to there almost every single day you know Mm -hmm. I remember what it felt like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, for a long time for, I'm I'm talking years. I I was confused. I I had no idea where I wanted this journey to take me. I had no idea, you know, if I was chasing a dead end dream, Mm -hmm. uh, and it depressed me. I mean, I, I was really truly depressed and, and would cry about it. And, you know, I would pray like, you know, am I doing the right thing? Am I chasing the right dream? Is this really what I'm set out to do to be? Um, but I just, I, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know what it takes. I, I just think that if you enjoy doing something, you just keep doing it, you know, just keep doing it. And, and the right way will, will find you, you know, and that's what I did. I just kept going. I kept training I kept working hard, and that's what I enjoyed doing. You know, that's what made me happy. Uh, And it ended up working itself out at the end, you know. Um, 
But, you know, I, I think another thing is that if you see an opportunity or, or if an opportunity comes to you, you have to pounce on it because you might not get that same opportunity again. You know what I mean? When, when Dean commented on my video, I could have just not said anything and been mm -hmm. excited about him talking to me, you know, or, or acknowledging my video. But, no, I, you know, I decided to reach out to him to sell myself, put myself out there. And not only that, but I wasn't scared to take the leap. Mm -hmm. I mean, I came here to train with the best in the world and have I have I had no grappling experience, no ground experience, no wrestling experience. I just came here as a boxer, you know, and I, w I was training with these, you know, some of the best fighters in the world, just guessing and, and trying mm -hmm. to survive. Um, so <laughs> I, I know I, I still can't believe it. I, re I really can't. Um, I'll never forget. Dean said to me, how much grappling experience do you have? And I said about three hours. And he was like, well, we have a lot of work to do. And I'm like, yeah, I, yes, I mean, sir. sometimes I question, you know, what are you getting yourself into? But, you know, I, I think it takes a lot of leaps of faith. But I think the most important thing is just enjoying what you do. If mm. you enjoy it, then you're winning, you know. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing. I love to train. I love to be in the gym. And, you know, I decided to do whatever it takes to be able to do that as often as possible. Mm. And that's kind of what brought me here. That's that awesome. I don't know so, if I answered your question. <laughs> um, you totally did. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, there was a good, couple of mic drops where I'm like, yes, yes, honey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> take me to church today. Um, yep, yep. So take us through what a training day is like. I mean, because we, you know, we can only imagine, especially in an environment like ATT, where, I mean, the entire fight team has multiple mm -hmm. titles between everybody. Um, yeah. 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 Just what, what is the environment like? What's a typical training day look like? Take us a little bit into your world. So everyone kind of has a different schedule here just based mm -hmm. on, you know, what they need to work on, what their strengths are, whatever, you know, whether they have a fight camp coming up. So I'm, I'm with different people, which is really cool. Um, so let's see. In the morning, uh, I wrestle about three times a week. Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the morning. Yeah, how's that um, grappling it, coming along? <laughs> it, it's coming along. It It's a whole different world, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> grappling is a whole different world, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. People are always um, asking me, they're like, when are you going to do MMA? And I'm like, uh, when I figure out this whole standing <laughs> thing. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I'll consider something else. <laughs> it really is a whole nother world. I mean, it, it's hard hard not to get overwhelmed. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not used to training with such talented, especially females. Mm. I know that sounds kind of harsh, but no, yeah. there's not very many female fighters back where mm. I'm from. Yeah. You know, so when I come here, I mean, I'm training with some of the best girls in the world and, and it's, it's crazy, man. These girls are tough. They're strong. Uh, and they've been doing martial arts for a really long time. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, sometimes it, it can get frustrating, mm -hmm. but, you know, I have the best training partners, and as long as I work hard and stay focused, I, you know, the only way to go from here is up. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, so since I do come from a boxing background, a lot of my schedule is filled with wrestling, uh, submission grappling, uh, some Muay Thai, mm -hmm. uh, and I spar. I spar about three days a week. Mm -hmm. uh, we do two days with big gloves, one day with small gloves. 
Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, between there, I'm drilling, I'm boxing, I'm, yeah. I'm doing everything I can. All around working a part-time job as well. Good times. Yeah, yeah. I do a little <laughs> bit of everything. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So of all the, all the new skills that you're learning and all the new disciplines that you're kind of taking in, what has been the most surprising thing for you in this transition from, you know, it's funny, Dion and I were, were watching a boxing movie last night and we were just talking about how there's such a like simple beauty to boxing. You know, mm-hmm. you have, you're, Absolutely. you're so, the movement and the focus is, is, because it is just, not just boxing, but you know what I mean, right? In Muay yeah, Thai, yeah. you're worried about eight different weapons and in grappling, you're worried about someone choking you out with your collar if you're wearing a gi. Like, Absolutely. So, um, you know, we were talking about just how beautiful boxing is. So with all these things, you know, you're saying, gosh, it's so easy to get overwhelmed. What has been, I guess, the good surprises and the bad surprises, things that make you kind of go, <laughs> huh? <laughs> I think the biggest surprise for me was sparring and getting kicked in the face. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, I mean... It, it's kind of funny because when I started sparring and, and getting kicked, I, you know, I, I started looking at the feet because I was worried about getting kicked. So I was mm-hmm. looking at the feet and then I was getting hit by punches and I'm like, shoot, I really got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I, you know, I think it's the kicks. The kicks are tough, man. It, it's hard to see them coming. Um, it, it's just it's hard to put it all together. Yeah. You know, it, it really is tough, but. You know, that's the beauty of it as well. Yeah. It's definitely the beauty of it. And and how about grappling? What has that been like? Because I know I have tried a few times. I am so mm-hmm. sore after I grapple. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say with grappling... Um, uh-huh. So, with grappling... I would say, you know, for the first weeks that I was here, I, you know, I obviously had no idea what I was doing. So I was trying to muscle my way through everything. You know, mm-hmm. I was trying to just use my strength to hold people down or hold them in a certain position so I wouldn't get submitted. And that really only goes so far, especially when you're working yeah. with really technical people, just yeah. just like in any sport, really. Definitely. Um, so I would say that, you know, I... Oh couldn't muscle my way through people even if I was stronger stronger than them I was still getting choked out I was still getting triangled I'm like I don't even know what this submission is but I know it hurts yeah. <laughs> so I, t- I don't know what's happening but something hurts yeah. tapping. <laughs> yep I don't know what's happening but I don't want it to happen again so <laughs> it's really just you know I it's kind of learning the hard way yeah it's learning the hard way with grappling um and just realizing I do not want that to happen again, so how can I avoid that from happening? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. So I have another question for you, a good one. What has sure. it been like transitioning? So just from like our conversations in the past, I feel like you're used to training with mostly mostly men, correct? And mm-hmm. you even kind yeah. of said that too. Um, and I know for me it's always been interesting transitioning from training with like mostly women to training with mostly men and back and forth. What has that been like kind of going from being, you know, that one girl on the team to now being in a stable full of just like badass women? (laughs) Yeah. I would say at first it was a little intimidating. I'm not Mm going to lie. Um, you know, cause like I said, I'm, I wasn't used to being around really females that were better than me, stronger than me, quicker than me. Um, 
And so it was definitely an adjustment. But now I, I think it's, you know, I think it's awesome. I think it'll definitely help me take my training to a next to the next level. Mm. Um, I used to find that I always I always used to do better against guys, yeah. and I think it's because you're not really expected to beat them, so mm. there's really no pressure. But when you go up against a girl, it's it's more realistic. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's who you're gonna fight, and you know it, it's just it seems to be more competitive. So. You know, I, I think it'll definitely help take my training to the next level. There's a lot of great females here, a lot of talented females. Uh, there's Amanda Nunez, who is the Bantamweight champion, mm-hmm. uh, Nina Ansaroff, Tisha Torres, mm-hmm. uh, Valerie Letourneau. I mean, there's a ton of talent here. And, you know, like I said, it, training with these girls, I'm only going to get better and better. Yeah. Uh, training with the best, it, it may be tough, and it can be frustrating at times, but... You know, I have only one way to go, and that's up. That's for sure. Man, that is so cool. I am, like, I'm so razzed for you. That is just, like, the (laughs) coolest thing ever. And I don't know. It's as as someone who was was at one time trying to, you know, be, like, the best in the best, I just can't tell you how awesome it is to see someone really, like, chasing down their dreams and just being Mm -hmm. like, holy shit, this is scary, but I'm going to go for it, and I'm going to keep coming back and... You can yep. literally knock me down, and I'm gonna. Yeah. Give, and that's um, I just have to say like kudos to you because that's it is scary, and I think that it's not happening as much. But you see a lot of people who they are amazing athletes, but they let that intimidation factor or that being out of their comfort zone mentally, they let that kind of stop them from growing. So definitely, that's really awesome for you to like almost acknowledge it and be like, yeah, this is a little frightening. Like I'm surrounded by killers, but to just yeah. go for it. So. That's yeah, I just so want to cool. say <laughs> I just want to say that, you know, in the beginning of my boxing journey, I mm-hmm. I wasn't always this fearless. Yeah. I mean, when I when I first started boxing, I was scared of everything. I was scared mm-hmm. to spar. I didn't want to get hit. I would cry all the time. I I, I, I really remember sparring <laughs> and cry. I would cry after every yeah. sparring session. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was so mentally weak. Um but I, I just refuse to quit. It, that seems to be the moral of the story is just refusing to quit. Mm-hmm. I remember telling myself, like, if you can do this, if you can, uh, you know, keep coming back here day after day and, and refuse to quit, then, then you can do anything. Um, and, and that's what I did. You know, I, I refused to quit and I just kept coming back for more no matter how embarrassing, painful, whatever. Yeah. You know, you just got to keep going and keep going. And that, that's truly what got me here. I, I, you know, I really believe that. I, I think that's, like, a very true sentiment to, to say. Mm-hmm. What, you know, that, that not wanting to give up, what do you think is, like, that little, what spurs on that voice? Because I, for me, I know one big thing that's a big driving factor for me as an athlete is my coaches. Um, yeah. And I remember you saying, like, it was hard for you to find coaches that took you seriously. Uh, sure. That, that has been a struggle of mine as well um in combat sports it's you know it's interesting and I'm obviously like I'm bigger for a female combat sports athlete uh mm-hmm. so that that's part of my struggle but it is something that faces all women and once you find that one coach who's like yeah I'll help you do this 
for yeah. me that was huge like you will really what <laughs> and, and that made that that yeah. voice of not quitting like made it a little louder and a little quicker to to speak up that I should get up or that I should probably absolutely stop crying and oh free. I agree 100% um yeah you know when Dean Thomas kind of took me under his wing I was like wow not only is someone willing to you know give me this opportunity to to train at this gym but I mean, he, he's a pretty big deal. You know, if I have Dean mm. Thomas on my side, I, I can, you know, this is exactly what I need. It's like the golden ticket, you know. Mm. It's like I just have to do, I have to do my part, you know. So really I just want to show him that, you know, he brought me here for the right reason, that, mm-hmm. you know, his judgment was right and that, you know, we can really go far together, you know. Yeah. So it's just about... I mean, I really, I'm like his puppet. I do everything he tells me to do. If he tells me to stop eating so much, I stop eating so much. If he tells me to run every day, I do that. You know, even if he tells me to do something that's uncomfortable for me, I listen, you know. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do everything he tells me to do. And, you know, I I really just want to prove to him that his judgment was right. He brought me here for the right reasons and and that we're going to do it, you know. I, I would say besides a coach, uh, I would say my family is another mm-hmm. motivator for me. Um, my family has supported me through this journey unconditionally, even though mm-hmm. they really don't agree with it. They actually mm-hmm. hate it. Let's be serious. Really? My, my family hates the fact that I fight, um, but I, I think they truly admire the guts that I have mm-hmm. and, and the risk that I took to kind of get here. You know, if, if anybody has seen this journey from the start, it's been them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've seen how hard it has been for me and, and, you know, that I refuse to give in. And they definitely motivate me to keep pushing and, and show them that this is all for a reason. Right. You know, yeah. That, that it'll all be worth it in the end. I definitely think with um, the family of athletes, whether it is combat sports or really any sports once you mm-hmm. start to pursue it at a higher level I I do think there's this people don't understand it but they respect it yes <laughs> and yeah. because as you said it does take kind of like a little bit of a crazy to mm-hmm. want to put things like a career or a family or right. eating that piece of chocolate cake on the counter <laughs> on hold for mm-hmm. you know goals that you know may not actually benefit you monetarily or sure in another way or might might actually literally get you hurt um I think yeah. you know so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. That's something I've experienced with my own family. Um, mm-hmm. what, do they come to your fights? Does your family come to your fights? Or are they they're like, no, we can't watch it? <laughs> um, my mom does not. She yeah. can't stand the violence. Like, honestly, I wouldn't even want her to come to my fights because I think mm-hmm. it would make me more nervous. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, knowing that she's watching. Uh, my dad and my sister, they've been to a few fights. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad is kind of the same way. Like, they just don't like it. You know, they yeah. they really only see me getting hit. They don't they don't even like to see me hurting somebody else. So <laughs> they they definitely struggle with that. But I, honestly, I don't I don't need them there. Um, yeah. You know, they support me in so many other ways, and and you know, it it truly means the world to me having their support. 
I remember, you know, in the beginning of my journey, like in the first couple years of me boxing, mm-hmm. they really tried to convince me to quit. Yeah. <laughs> my dad is like, why don't you take up a different hobby like cooking or <laughs> something <laughs> like that? And, you know, I just told them, this is what I love to do. This is what I'm passionate about. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I feel like this sport has made me a better person. Definitely. And, I understand And that. I think they see that. And, yeah. and like you said, they, they start to respect it. And they start to understand it a little bit better mm-hmm. of, of why you're doing what the heck you're doing. Yeah, I know. I definitely I understand all that. And you can tell them, like, cooking is kind of part of this journey. It's just, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> you're cooking, like, steamed chicken and broccoli. And yep. there's no spices or salt. Uh, <laughs> terrible. So they, they may not want to come over for dinner, but cooking is definitely part of it. <laughs> very true. That is very true. So An unfortunate part. <laughs> yeah, very. Un- I, that's uh, towards the end of my, my last weight cut was, like, so brutal. It was so brutal, and um, I actually was home in Pittsburgh with my family, and I could just tell my mother was so concerned for me as I would make these, like, miserable smoothies for myself for my meals. <laughs> she just kind of, like, looked at me like, oh, dear God. Yeah, been <laughs> but, there, done that. Yeah, uh. but I, I also, I know exactly what you're saying when you're, you know, I do think my parents see the difference in me as well since yeah. I started down this journey, I'm definitely a much different person. Um, oh, yeah. Even, even when I was, was rowing, you know, I think um, there was a certain aspect of my approach that was, like, kind of selfish. But now in in a martial arts, there is kind of this – it's funny, right, because you spar with these guys, but you, you're mm-hmm. 100% a team. Like, you do anything for these people. Oh, yeah. And, um, and you know, Muay, I do Muay Thai, and that's so – based in tradition and it's just definitely Mm -hmm. seeped into other parts of my life so sure um, absolutely it's funny my my parents came to my last fight which did make me so much more nervous holy shit oh it was terrible um but yeah my parents came to my fight and it's so funny because my mom was like I am not watching your fight I can't handle it and I'll (laughs) never forget they were running late and um the first fight of the night ended in a 15 second knockout Oh and my god. I was like, thank God they were late. Oh. <laughs> so they, they missed it? They missed it and they've never been to fights or anything and I knew my mom was already like she was basically shitting her pants for me, I think. Oh my she was gosh. So scared. And so my you know, it was a friend of ours, unfortunately, who did have that fight and um it was just, you know, it was one of those it was it was one of those things and uh I just remember my husband and I looked at each other and we're just like, oh, thank God they are not here. Because I think my parents would have probably tried to drag me out of the back room kicking and screaming. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> and um, so, you know, my, my mom said, oh, I'm not watching your fight. I'm coming in support. But when it's your fight, I'm going into the hall. Yeah. And she, <laughs> and she, um, she stayed and she watched my fight. And it's so funny because she was so loud. She was screaming so loud. Soccer mom. Like, full-blown, like, soccer mom. Well, I should say Oh, my God, that's so funny. Like, football mom just, like, yelling, got so into it. It cracked me up so much. And um, and I was talking to her yesterday, and actually she was like, yeah, I tell everybody that my daughter's a fighter. And (laughs) she's like, oh, my gosh. So funny. Because she was very much like your family. She's like, I would never, I don't want to see it. But I actually uh-huh. think they were 
very impressed with the skill of it, which kind of surprised me. Maybe. I don't know. Absolutely. I'm not really sure. Or maybe they just totally got bloodlust and now they're into it. <laughs> it's so funny. So, I can I can definitely relate to that with my family. It's hilarious. <laughs> it was it was definitely an experience. Oh, she was so loud. I'm actually like having flashbacks of how loud she was. <laughs> <laughs> so so would you prefer your family to be there or would you rather them not be not be no I was so yeah. nervous fighting in front of them so yes I I agree I agree 100% I would rather them not be there and just support me from the outside <laughs> yeah it's um you know and it's this weird thing because it it's like I as weird as it sounds like I didn't want to get hurt in front of them I I didn't want them to be worried about me and that exactly. was kind of playing into my mindset going into it and like you can't really afford to be thinking like that um luckily I guess like I did you know once you step into the ring that kind of all goes away anyways but it was right. definitely something I didn't really expect to have as big of an impact on me as as it did um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and the weight cut was hysterical. Doing the last few days in front of my parents just, like, cracked me up. <laughs> so, oh, man, yeah, just, it was something Yeah, else. I get that, too. My parents are like, you look too skinny. Why aren't you eating? You need to do this. You need to do that. <laughs> my mother told me that I looked really good in my bikini. <laughs> <laughs> there you so go. it was the opposite. I was like, "Thanks, mom." I was like, "I feel like hell." I was like, "Literally, <laughs> would gain." I feel like hell, but I look good. So, <laughs> thanks, mom. <laughs> There's that value. So that is funny. Yeah, it was definitely funny, and you know, we did um, we did the bath cut, and my parents were very. Uh, I think that that was definitely a curious thing for them because you know I got out of the tub and and my husband wrapped me in all the blankets, and they were just kind of yeah. like. It was almost like, you know, when someone pokes something with a stick, they were like, well, what's she doing in there? What's, uh, what are you doing? What's happening? Are you alive in there? How yeah. about that? And I'm just like, please don't talk to me right now. <laughs> so, and I remember like crawling out of the blankets, just being like, I'm so hot. I want to die. Oh my God. And they're like, is she okay? I'm like, no, oh no, goodness. I'm not. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. It was definitely... That my my family is definitely a bunch of comedians. You know, I always tell people we're we are Pittsburgh Scotch Irish loud and obnoxious, and so it's always pretty hysterical when stuff like that happens around them. Because yeah, so which I'm that's sure you, awesome though. I'm sure you can. They appreciate sound like that a too. good time. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> There's something that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so so now that you're in Florida what has it been like kind of being away from that support system and having to kind of because I mean you're on a this is a new journey for you this is a full-on I mean you're being challenged every day in new ways what is it like you know are you are you still talking to your family a lot is that something that is a big part of balancing your life or are you depending more on your friends now and your tra training partners um I would say that I, I definitely keep in touch with my family. Um, you know, we have this group text. We, we talk almost every single yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, you know, I try to tell them what's going on with me. Like mm -hmm. I said, they don't, they don't really understand it as much yeah. as, you know, a, obviously a training partner or something would. But, right. you know, I, I just try to keep them posted on what's going on here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they definitely love hearing about it. And, and I do miss them like crazy. Yeah. Uh, but... You know, it, it's just, it, it's all sacrifice. You know, yeah. 
I'm hoping that once I kind of get in the swing of things and, and uh, you know, put in my time here that I'll be able to go home and visit more often so definitely. I can kind of, you know, recharge, go home, recharge, come back. Because uh, I do definitely think it would it would help to see them every now and then. But, you know, as of right now, I'm here, I'm focused on, yeah. you know, just, just improving every day. Um, I think some people forget that... I'm I'm not just here boxing, you know. I'm I'm literally learning three, Everything. four whole new sports, right? Uh, and trying to put them together, and it it's definitely not easy. Um, definitely. So you know, it, it takes a lot of focus. Uh, I literally like Dean had me buy a notebook, and I literally take notes on my I, training yeah. sessions. It's it's like being in school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. So definitely. So I definitely have to be here you know, mentally focused 100%. And, um, you know, I'm not going home for the holidays. I, I mm-hmm. thought about it, but I, I have a lot to do. You know, I got yeah. a lot to work on and I'm not getting any younger. So just trying to, you know, focus all my energy here. And, mm-hmm. well, you know, when I have the time and ability to get home, then I'll enjoy that when I can. Um, and you'll be able to do it with a clear mind, you know, and yes, actually enjoy exactly. it. Whereas if you went, if you went now, you'd probably on. I I know that game so well. You go home and yep. you're like, yes, I'm gonna go home. But then you get home, and you're like, oh man, I should really be like drilling this or working on that or. You know I what? I agree with you a hundred percent because I actually thought about going home this week. I, I was mm-hmm. gonna go home this week. Uh, since I can't go home over the holidays, it's too expensive. Mm-hmm. But I, I almost booked the trip, and I started to feel really guilty. Yeah. And I'm like, well, what am I doing? You know, the struggle <laughs> there's no is way real. that you can go home and, and truly enjoy it. And yep. and I felt guilty, and I talked myself out of the trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm actually glad that I'm not going. Yeah. Um, you know, I I got work to do, man. I'm I'm on a mission, and. You know, sacrifice is involved in that, and, mm-hmm. and it, you know, it's part of the journey. Absolutely. So. Yeah, and besides, your family's going to want to come visit you in Florida because it's definitely be a miserable winter. <laughs> Heck, yeah. I'm sitting so. outside right now. I'm trying to multitask and, and get a little suntan. It's like 90 degrees out here right now. Hey, you should um, totally stop talking about that because we have yeah. to defrost our cars <laughs> this morning. She's from oh the East Coast. She probably, you know, she's experienced cold oh, weather all man, her life. Oh, man, that's so terrible. She, she deserves a 90 degree weather. <laughs> exactly. Yes, thank you. But my, my pale skin is totally not cut out for this. Yeah, right. So that's the story of my life, I'm, too. I get that. I'm trying to, like, get a tan without becoming a lobster, and I'm just getting more freckles, so... That's so funny. <laughs> Not so much a tan, so much as more freckles. Yeah, it kind of makes me look dirty having all these freckles. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, we we want to let you go so you can go enjoy your day and relax in between training sessions. Uh, we can't say thank you enough for taking the time to talk to us about your journey, your transition. Um, it was also just awesome to catch up with you. I think the last time that we got a chance to talk, you know, you were full into your boxing journey, and it mm-hmm. has has really been an honor to watch you kind of develop and grow and uh we're just so proud of you taking this huge step and and taking a leap of faith and you're you're just you're awesome and we're so excited (laughs) for you and keep in touch and let us know how we continue to support you and keep at it and keep drilling 
Thank you guys so much. I appreciate the support, and I uh, had a really good time talking to you guys, and hope we can, you know, keep up in the future. Absolutely. Oh, one last thing. Where yeah. can everyone follow you and comment on you and tell you how awesome you are? And if and there are any of your haters, they should get out of here. <laughs> so. Yes, I welcome all fans and all haters. Um, <laughs> so on Instagram and Twitter, uh, you can follow me at it's K Rock with three underscores. So K A Y R O C K with three underscores. And then Facebook is my first and last name, Kayla, K-A-Y-L-A, Haraco, which is H-R-A-C-H-O, and that is Facebook. Awesome. Did that make sense? Yes, <laughs> totally. I got it. I got it. All right, I'm, cool. I'm super, I lose things like that, so if I got it, everyone else is too. So All right, perfect. Everybody go follow Kayla. She's awesome. She's on a huge journey, and she's super inspiring, and she posts great pictures. I love her Instagram <laughs> account. Yeah, your training videos are great, too. And, um, yeah, keep at it, girl. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. I'll talk to you guys soon.